0: So what we really need is a simple and easy way for your organization to have an internal champion and advocate who is thinking about better outcomes for the business, better outcomes for the employees, and better outcomes uh, for the customer on, on a consistent basis, and that that is their primary responsibility.
1: Welcome to the Delighted Customers Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Slayton, and I'm so glad you're here. This podcast is all about empowering leaders to achieve sustainable growth by consistently delighting your customers. We give you practical tips, proven frameworks, and share ways to help you delight your customers. Well, I am very excited to have my guest, a special guest on the show today, Greg Melia. Greg is an innovator and a leader dedicated to advancing associations and customer experience. Greg was appointed by the Customer Experience Professionals Association, that is CXPA, as their first full-time CEO in April of 2019. CXPA, by the way, is a premier global nonprofit organization dedicated to the advancement and cultivation of the customer experience profession. It has more than 55,000 followers in 70 countries around the world. Greg holds an undergraduate degree in psychology from the College of William and Mary and a master's degree in social anthropology from the London School of Economics. Greg is uh, a friend. Greg is uh, someone who I work with closely, as uh, in my uh, membership on the board of CXPA. And I am so excited to have you on the show. Welcome, Greg.
0: Mark, it is a pleasure to be here.
1: Excellent. Well, let's let's dive into it. Um, I know you have different experience working with large organizations and associations. In fact, I think you were the chief strategy officer for ASAE, the Association of association executives, right? So it's like the association of associations. Um, and and what? so what drew you to the CXPA of all places?
0: Yeah, you know, that's a great question. Uh, Mark, when I look back at my career pathway, uh, like many people and probably many in, in CX, it has a little bit of, uh, you know, accidental success. You know, I remember looking in a printed newspaper for a job uh, and uh, seeing a post at the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and thinking, oh, I'll go work for the government, not even realizing I was going to work for an association. Uh, And then when I started working with associations, I realized that associations bring people together to co-create and do things they couldn't do easily for themselves. And so most of my career has been helping association execs Think about how to bring people together to, char- uh, to overcome big challenges uh, and, and to do things to advance professions and industries. Um, CXVA, uh, it's sort of a funny little, little story. Uh, the first time I saw the post, uh, I really didn't have uh, interest because I didn't understand what customer experience was. Uh, I thought, like many people do, that it was just the people who are answering the phones in contact centers for people who are complaining. <laughs> and uh, I thought, wow, <laughs> that is a problem that I don't want to overcome. <laughs> so, uh, um, but what was fun when I started looking at it, what I learned is, is that CX is everything I studied in undergraduate and, and graduate school. You know, it's about understanding how groups come together and deliver. Uh, value, how they have shared mission and and, and vision, uh, and how they design the systems. I'm a big systems thinking guy. uh, And uh, so uh, when I saw that and I I began to understand that, you know, CXPA brings together people from psychology and sociology and marketing and operations and um, leadership and brings those all together to create a better world for uh, customers and for businesses Uh, I, you know, I realized that this was something I wanted to be a part of.
1: Awesome. I I love that. I love that. um, A better world, you know, that's something that I, as I was thinking about a way to describe my, my higher purpose for what I do was like, you know, by improving the experience that customers receive, we actually make the world a better place.
0: 100%. I mean, this is, a job that my parents are proud of me to, to mm-hmm. hold <laughs> because they know that uh, we're trying to work with leading brands uh, around the world to make uh, their interaction with companies better. Uh, you know, And that's something cool to have your parents be proud of you and what you're doing.
1: Yeah. And and I, I think about like, we don't often recognize how often we interact with these brands that, that you're talking about and how it could change and and I'd love to get your feedback on this. How it could change the trajectory of your day by the experience you have, one way or another, right?
0: One hundred percent. You know, when I when I look at it, I was reading a study yesterday, and they were talking about uh, Taylorism. You know, um uh, the the old time and motion studies that were mm. focused on trying to get employees to be uh, more productive by quadrupling the amount of. Uh, uh, I think it was pig tons that they were c- talking about in steel factories. Uh, and, uh, you know, that was an unfair relationship between labor and employees. You know, CX has the uh, promise of helping employees to work together to create happy customers and to create strong organizational outcomes. Uh, and I think that's what we all want. You know, we all want to go into a store and have a happy employee help us get the product that we want in a pleasurable shopping experience or to have our online order delivered and tracked and updated and uh, uh, that if there is a problem uh, in the system, that somebody listens to our feedback and creates uh, a a change, uh, you know, along the way. But uh, yeah, happy, happy parents. Happy customers; (laughs) those are all the outcomes that uh, I think CX can help
1: provide. Well, excellent. And and as we delineated your background, um, we, you know, you you are fairly new to the CX world, especially being uh, relative to your entire career. But you've been you've been now part of the family for a little while. So, what would you describe as your CX superpower?
0: Yeah. You know, I think that goes back to my uh, social anthropology uh, space and and that is to be a participant observer. You know, CX professionals, I think, don't realize how great they are uh, at um, bringing together people for change, uh, working across the organization to be inspirational catalysts uh, uh, and to really make that positive difference in, in the world. And so, For me to be able to be part of the conversation, ask questions about you know why CX professionals approach a problem the way that they do, um, help to suggest ways that we might uh, describe what we're doing differently, uh, and most importantly, to have people recognize that this isn't just a fad or a passion. This is a uh, science and and a, and a profession that is developing a proven and repeatable ways of, of making a difference. You know, that's something that I think CX professionals um, weren't really self-aware of. And so I, I, I would think that if I were going to say, what's my CX or what's my superpower within the CX community, it, it would be being able to help bring together and, and advance that re- recognition of CX as a uh, thing that makes the world a better place
1: <laughs> yeah well and we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit more about what the association has uh, in store and and is planning uh, up ahead down the road but uh, for right now let's have some more fun with with your background and and talk about you personally like when you think about the experience and you talked about, how days can be made brighter if they're good. When you think about those that made your days most bright and those brands that are your favorite, um, is there one that pops, pops to up on your mind?
0: Yeah, you know, I think there are two that really have influenced me and, and who I am uh, and how I look at uh, brands and their interaction with the world. One is uh, I was on the opening staff of the Ritz-Carlton Pentagon City, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, while I, my job was small and simple, it was setting up meeting rooms uh, as a banquet houseman, uh, the experience of understanding a uh, mission, values, and standards-driven organization really helped me think um, You know, still to this day, I can uh, remember the Ritz-Carlton credo and the key phrases in there, uh, you know, about even the unexpressed wishes and desires of of, uh, our guests. You know, make me recognize that Mm. we can strive to create those experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, Another brand that's near and dear to me is uh, Um, uh, Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola in 1989 through the uh, generosity of Coca-Cola bottlers, established a scholarship program for uh, high school uh, seniors that they thought had uh, high leadership potential. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, uh, you know, I was honored to be one of the inaugural class of of Coca-Cola scholars, which continues to this day and just has amazing people that are doing amazing things. And I am the oldest and least accomplished. (laughs) That that is my claim to (laughs) claim. But uh, um, what I love about Coke is, is not only do they invest back in the community, they recognize that they should always be improving. You know, and so uh, some of the initiatives that they have underway that, that really touch me. Um, one, you know, how can they reduce the amount of, of plastic that they're contributing, uh, you know, out in, into the environment and how can they offset their their use of water? Uh, the other is, is how do they empower women entrepreneurs, particularly in uh, sub-Saharan Africa? Uh, and so they have these neat um, converted uh shipping centers that have built-in solar panels to allow Mm -hmm. women to run uh, convenience stores, you know, in uh, spaces where you'd never expect there to be, you know, a a convenience store. So, uh, lots of cool things happening there. And um, Coke always brings a smile to my face.
1: Well, those are are two great examples and two storied brands. Um, I want to double-click on the Coke one and specifically the program you were part of uh, which had to do with you know giving back to the community, really, and and making certain things possible uh, by by scholarships and and working with with people who are up and coming. And I want to get your sense of and and it is really about why is CX a brand differentiator, but specifically why um, why it matters that they are doing things like that, and how does that connect to the customer experience in your in your view?
0: Yeah, it, you know, clearly the impression that people have of a brand uh, involves all of the things uh, that the people know about that organization across across space and, and all of the touch points. You know, uh, mm-hmm. Coke, of course, uh, is a good tasting soda, you know, refreshing <laughs> on a on a hot day. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, what makes my daughter want to have the uh, Coca-Cola brand on her clothing and on the wall and all of that is is the uh, emotional connection, you know, that she sees, mm-hmm. um, you know, not only, you know, because of me and my involvement, but also the fact that, you know, Coca-Cola's created a community uh, of leaders. Uh, you know, so, uh, last night, uh, our, you know, our community was, uh, following the results of, uh, Stephen Alacara, a, a fellow Cook scholar who was, um, making his first run in office. It, it wasn't successful, but that's okay because we've got other Cook scholars that, that, that mm-hmm. are celebrating other, uh, successes. Um, you know, uh, and that's, that's important. You know, it's it's important to recognize that companies are more than just a transaction. They are part of a community, uh, and you know, I think that it was very smart for Coca Cola to build a brand originally that is based on uh, local distribution through bottlers, and, and then say, you really ask that question: How can we help the bottlers grow and support their community? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, for the, the, the bottlers and the and Coke, Coke headquarters to partner together to, you know, create this, this leadership program, I think is a, a really smart space.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, exciting and interesting conversation. Thanks for already for some of the insights. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking more about specifically what the CXPA is doing, how it can help organizations, how it can help CX professionals, Um, and more when we get back. You are listening to the Delighted Customers Podcast. I'm Mark Slayton, your host, and if you're just starting out on your CX journey and need help with a CX strategy, I know it can be tough. Maybe you've been on your journey and just need help getting to the next level. I've walked the walk as a CX practitioner, and I know the real world challenges you're facing. I'd love to come alongside you and put our heads together And jointly define the problem that needs solving. Let's have a live conversation. You can reach me at empoweredcx.com. We are talking today to Greg Melia, who is the CEO of the Customer Experience Professionals Association. Really intriguing conversation. And Greg, now we're going to ask uh, about uh, what you would say to CEOs or business leaders who say they think customers are a priority in their organization, but they don't yet have a specific CX discipline in their organization?
0: Yeah, I think that one of the interesting challenges uh, is the evolution of management. You know, and when we look at the evolution of, of management, uh, traditional business approaches have thought about command and control. Uh, They thought that if the CEO says something, that everyone will follow. (laughs) And uh, what's interesting is is that I think that that is fundamentally shifting. As a matter of fact, uh, Jim Collins was interviewed in uh, Inc. Magazine a few years ago, and he was asked about the future of business management. Uh, And his answer was that the future of business management is the ability to influence those that you don't directly control. And I think in many ways, that is what the uh, role is of a business with its relationship with its customers, because you don't control your customers. You have to have a positive interaction and a relationship with them. And it's also the relationship with your internal employees. So what we really need is a simple and easy way for your organization to have an internal champion and advocate who is thinking about better outcomes for the business, better outcomes for the employees, and better outcomes uh, for the customer in, on, on a consistent basis, and that that is their primary responsibility. It's not the amount of clicks that they get on the website or the amount of response that they get to a sales uh, space or the delivery uh uh, time delivery or the error ratio on a manufacturing line, uh, What is it, what it is about is, are we achieving a positive ongoing relationship with the customer across all touch points uh, and across all aspects of their interaction? And are we doing that in a way that keeps our employees engaged and proud of what they're doing and producing uh, outcomes for the organization that lead to sustainable uh, financial returns, both for the uh, organization and for its its stakeholders. So if you believe that you want to have long-term success for your customers, you need to make sure that you are equipping your organization with someone who is dedicated to making that happen across the silos that naturally existed in an organization across the metrics that probably have come through on your traditional dashboard, uh, and across the inevitable tension point of this is the way that we've always done it versus this is what would be best for the customer. So that's what you're getting when you bring on a CX professional and you give them the authority and the resources uh, to lead your CX effort.
1: And, and I really appreciate the last part of what you said as well, which is give them the authority and the resources uh, to be successful. This is really not just uh, someone who's doing running surveys for you or someone who's even conducting journey mapping workshops or um, somebody who's doing focus groups or somebody who's helping with the employee experience, um, but you're giving them the, the, the latitude, the authority, the resources they need. To be an advocate, really be an advocate for the client, and be involved in the strategy, the business strategy, with all the other business key stakeholders, um, so that those decisions that get made in, you know, in the world of the CFO and the chief risk officer and the chief operating operating officer and down the list, um, the customer has an advocate who has a holistic view. Of how that customer interacts with the entire organization. Does that make sense?
0: That's you're singing from my songbook, (laughs) you know. And uh, I think far too many uh, organizations uh, pay lip service to the idea of customer experience. Uh, Customer experience requires a skilled individual. It requires the technology system. It requires the authority and leadership support, uh, and it requires time. <laughs> you know, these are not things that, that happen overnight. And too often companies will set a, uh, short sprint to, to try to say, okay, well, how do we address a, uh, NPS score or how do we address this one broken element of reducing the number of calls to our contact center? Um, You know, in the long run, your customer is looking for a delightful outcome. They are not necessarily looking just for reducing calls to your contact center. Um, They're looking for things to be well designed uh, in that process to work smoothly. So, uh, you know, I think all of those things are are necessary. Uh, And then our CX professionals, um, you know, one word of caution, you know, to our CX professionals, you are not... You are neither a superhero that should put on a cape and try to solve everything, nor Mm -hmm. are you a a bull that is going into a China shop that is looking to make everyone else change everything. What you're trying Mm -hmm. to do is to unite and inspire the organization to work together to find those solutions, because only by working together can you have that sustainable change.
1: Well said. Well said. Um, so, so when you think about the CXPA and, and CXPA, first of all, for those who aren't familiar, I guess started around two, my 2011. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. 2011. So, kind of in their 11th, going into the 12th year of existence. Um, even though customer serving customers and, and, and satisfying and delighting customers uh, has been around since the Stone Ages. Um, um, the CXPA has only been around for 11 or 12 years and there's still plenty of work to do. So tell us about some of the forward thinking things the CXPA has in the works.
0: Yeah. I'm so excited about the inflection point uh, that we're with, with CXPA at the moment, because when we were founded, uh, due to the vision of, Gene uh, Bliss and, and Bruce Temkin and other early, uh, visionaries, it was A time when bringing together people who had a passion about CX to talk about that passion and to talk about what they were doing in their organization was a fantastic step to advance the awareness of CX and of the adoption of customer experience professionals. You know, at that time, if you went out and you did a a Google search uh, for, you know, customer experience, you would not find very many roles uh, in corporate uh, offices. It's a very different landscape now. You know, mm-hmm. now when you go out and you search for customer experience uh, positions, you find that there are thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of them listed globally. And the real challenge now is, is making people understand what a true CX professional is, as opposed to somebody who is just a um, delivery person, or a uh, person who is answering calls in a customer service um, center, uh, or is maybe providing frontline uh, service. You know, all of those are spaces where people use the term CX specialist. (laughs) And, uh, you know, what we're trying to do is is to help people understand that um, customer experience is the management discipline, the leadership discipline uh, that we were talking about before. Mm
1: -hmm. So in
0: order to, to, you know, do that, um, we've really focused on trying to develop consensus definitions, which you can find at whatiscx.com. Uh, and then this year, we've got a couple of uh, publications underway. A
1: hmm, couple of publications, huh?
0: Yeah. So uh, hmm. um, when we started out this year, CXBA had never published a book. And I think by the time we uh, hit midnight on December 31st, I think that we will publish 13. Um, One of those will be the CXPA-CX Book of Knowledge, which uh, will be over 300 pages of uh, guidance and documentation of key terms, uh, techniques, and methodologies uh, aligned with the CXPA-CX framework that was based on a survey of what CX leaders do in their jobs every day and how important it is to their CX success. So, uh, in that book alone, there are over 50 individuals who have contributed as authors or reviewers. Um, These are folks that are leading CX in all different industries, in all different spaces around the world that are coming together to say, this is the information and the body of knowledge that underlies the work that we do. So, we're hoping that that will help to have people understand that customer experience is, is not a, a fluffy um, concept, but instead is a scientific and management discipline uh, that has uh, uh, methodologies and, and techniques that uh, are proven uh, as and trusted uh, as ways to, to move forward. The, uh, other 12 books are, are just as exciting because they go back to what you said earlier, Mark, which is that a CX professional has to work with the HR department, has to work with the other folks, has to work with the different parts of the organizations. And so that is uh, what we, uh, the project started as the facilitating CX monograph series. And it is mm-hmm. uh, designed for to be read by both. Uh, the functional specialist and the CX professional so that each can have a better understanding of the other's perspectives and then work together to help advance CX in either between CX and legal or CX and finance or CX and operations. Um, And that's had uh, just under 50 authors and reviewers that have been uh, working across the 12 different spaces. So really excited that those are going to become online books that will be accessible 24-7 by any CXPA member.
1: Really cool stuff. And, and ha- as one of the reviewers of one of the monographs, I can tell you it's, it's both um, user-friendly, um, interesting read, and, insight, you know, and something you can use to apply immediately in, in your real-world environment. Um, so so thank you. We have really, as a, as a CXPA as an association expanded well beyond the original uh, CX framework or com- core competencies, um, and then this the whole certified customer experience professional exam now, really laying some broader foundations for, what it means in the workplace, but I want to I want to wind back and and could you just share a little bit more about what is the CCXP and why should someone who is um, thinking either early in their stage or thinking about going down a career path as a CX professional why that should be something they should be uh, interested in?
0: CCXP was one of the things that uh, really attracted me to come and work with uh, CXPA because it is the independent mark of excellence that shows that an individual has the skills and previous experience and can pass a knowledge exam that they are qualified to lead or significantly contribute to uh, running a CX program at an organization. Uh, and what's really cool about it is is that this is making a difference in the world. You know, this is helping uh, top companies like uh, Walgreens and Apple and Amazon and Intel find qualified uh, CX leaders, and it's helping qualified CX leaders find opportunities to work <laughs> for companies <laughs> you know, like Johnson and Johnson and uh, uh, Cisco. Uh, and uh, so, it's an important contribution to the field because uh, too often. A CX program is failing because the individual that is hired or promoted is not given that grounding uh, in the theory and practice that they need to understand as a CX leader. So, uh, CCXP, what's kind of really cool about it, it's very different than a lot of the other options that are out there for CX professional development because it is based First, on an evaluation of the individual's experience. So do they have at least three years of experience in the practice of customer experience that goes across all five of the competency areas? Because if you're going to lead a team, you need to have been able to have walked in those shoes and understand those different perspectives that you're going to need to bring together. The second element is the question of can you pass an exam that has been written by your peers, and validated by a psychometrician. What's really neat about that exam is, is it is based on questions that have been written by more than three dozen contributors and validated by an outside psychometrician. So it is not just one person or one consultant's or one consulting company's perspective on what you need to do to be successful. It is the community's perspective drawing on, on different uh, practice of CX uh, in different industries and, and different geographic areas. Uh, and then the last part is, is that once you earn the CCXP, you have to maintain the CCXP by committing to do um, an average of 10 hours of education to make sure that you're aware of the changing trends and the changing spaces. And we do the research every five years to update the exam. So, uh, very proud of CCXP. Um, what's really neat about it is is how it's helping CX advance, not just here in the United States, but also around the world. You know, uh, just this morning, I saw uh, one of our CCXPs in Nigeria celebrating uh, earning the certification. Mm. And what a great opportunity to help emerging economies strengthen and advance in, in a positive customer-focused way. So uh, I'm really excited about all of those things.
1: Excellent. And yeah, so and I'm a proud CCXP and uh, have been for a number of years. And I can tell you that it is an independent, uh, independently authorized. So we're not, um, it's not done by either a provider or another corporation. It is independent. And um, it is while it's uh, hard it, it, because you need to kind of have an understanding of it. Um, I can tell you there's a lot of pride when you do pass it and you and become part of the family of CCXPs. G- Greg, I wanted to ask you um, also, if, if you are either new to CXPA or you're thinking about uh, joining CXPA, what other things might be on the horizon? I know um, each year in the fall, there's a, a CX Day that, that people might not be aware of. Um, how, how can they plug in and get connected?
0: Yeah, you know, so uh, CX Day is a wonderful celebration. Tuesday, October 4th, uh, 2022, uh, this year. Uh, visit us at cxday.org so you can get a little bit more information about that. Our theme this year is CX Drives Success, And and when we talk about that, it's many of the themes that we've talked about here, drive success, for your uh, financial outcomes. It drives success for better health outcomes for patients and better uh, cultural experiences for museum visitors <laughs> and uh, better uh, employee experiences uh, as well. But all of that comes from taking that, that discipline focus uh, in that space and, and side. But uh, we've got some neat things that will be uh, coming out with, with CX Day. So, so check that out at cxday.org. Some other things that are really benefits of being a member of, of CXVA. First and foremost is the ability to send an uh, email to 4,000 other individuals who, like you, are committed to the professional practice of customer experience and tap into their perspective. What has worked? What questions are on their mind? What? How do they react to an idea that you have to bring forward? Uh, each Friday, we do an uh, electronic newsletter to bring you the best of the conversations in the CX community, make it easy for you to stay abreast of what's coming up uh, and, and what's next uh, for the field and for CXPA. And then probably our, our most valued benefit, which the one that people talk about the most, is uh, the folks that either serve as a mentor or, or are mentored. Uh, through the CXBA Mentor Match program. And that's an opportunity for you to speak with a, another member who has gone through challenges or might be able to help you go through challenges uh, and have that outside voice. Because one of the ironies or, or challenges that CX professionals have to realize, it's a lonely job. You know, you are often trying to drive change within an organization, and because the people that you're looking to drive change with are the same people that uh, might be uh, creating a little bit of uh, lack of momentum or, or maybe too much momentum, <laughs> you know, you know, and you want to talk to somebody about how do we uh, smooth out those uh, ups and downs, uh, it's difficult to do that within your organization. So having a safe uh, space where you can have those conversations uh, is what CCXP is all about. Um, standards to advance the field and community connections that help you feel proud and connected to others who do what you do.
1: Excellent. Well, thank thank you for sharing that. We talked about so much uh, today. We talked about um, the CCXP. We talked about CX Day. We talked about the job, basically the job board, which you were describing as a way to, uh, connect. And the, the fact that some of these big brands like Apple and J&J and others are, are asking for a CCXP as, as part of their job requirement. Well, we, I can tell you, we are lucky to have you, Greg, and I feel blessed to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for your insights and thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. My pleasure. And
0: a closing note for those uh, looking for that job board, it's at cxjobboard.com.
1: Excellent. And if they want to reach you, how would they do that?
0: Sure. Greg at CXPA.org.
1: Excellent. Thanks so much, Greg. Thanks, Mark. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Delighted Customers Podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes for any resources and links mentioned in the show. And you can find those on my website, empoweredcx.com. And remember, when we serve others well, We make a difference in the world.